0: Uh, we have been busy with our faith series and it has been a beautiful series Our faith series and I love the testimonies that has been going out Since last week when we had our own night. Divine Bruce folk spoke again And she said she grew a lot from the faith series and her faith has developed And that is what it's all about Not just coming into church but having your faith and your relationship with God Develop so thank you so much for for those who have been tuning in online for those who have been here. God has been faithful to us, amen. So today we will not speak on our faith series. We will not speak on our faith series because it is Christmas and Amal Mosno Vienna who was a but I'm not gonna do that today, I'm not going to tell you how he was born but I'm going to tell you why he was born Amen so the the message today is the purpose of his birth the purpose of his birth and we will be reading through John chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 18 John 1 from verse 1 to verse 18 and I'm not going to be that long today (laughs) I'm not going to be that long today so, but I'm not going to be long today John 1 John 1 from verse 1 to verse 18 If you have your electronic device You can use new r and traditionally you can read The Bible from your phone as well So I'm going to read John 1 See, nie groote Bible is now cross all right. The Word of God declares, John speaks and he says in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The other translations will say the darkness has not comprehended. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light but came to bear witness about the light. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born, not of the blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of men, but of God. And the Word became flesh, very important, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about Him and cried out, This this was He of whom I said, he who comes after me, he reigns before me because he was before me. For, for from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Christ Jesus. Now, no one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side he has made him now God bless the reading of his word Now I think i to be diviner die tekse gaan maar ons gaan weer lees van dit nou You see it will indeed be a waste of time if I have to tell you all over again how Jesus was born Because most of us already know how jesus was born but the most important thing is the question why was he born in the first place why was he born in the first place so the question is why would jesus come into this world in the first place now know that i have said this world and that means that he was from a another world but coming into this world so this brings me to the gospel of John chapter 1 that we have just read the word of God says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was where in the beginning with God all things were made in other words all things were created through him and without him without him nothing was made that was made in other words nothing was created that was created but it is important to understand when we hear word in this context it is not meant the bible so when the word of god says in the beginning was the word it doesn't say in the beginning was the bible so it means jesus christ so when the bible says in the beginning was the word it says in the beginning was jesus christ now john on three occasions referred to jesus as the eternal word and therefore if you read the bible you will see word is written with caps so the first occasion was in this text, in the gospel of John chapter one, when he said in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. The second one is found in first John, the same writer in first John five, verse seven. First John five, verse seven. He states for there are three who bear record in heaven. Remember, I just said that Jesus came into this world, so he was from earth another world. so John says there are three that bears record in heaven the Father the Word and the Holy Spirit so who is the Triune God who is the Trinity the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit so the Word is the Son the Word is Jesus Christ and then John says these three are one Father Son Holy Spirit Father Word Holy Spirit. And then for the third time, John mentions it again in the book of Revelation. When he wrote the revelation that he has seen, that Jesus has shown him. So, John, what happened was John Got a vision from God about the apocalypse, the things that are to come, and we are living in that age, but the things that are to come. So John spoke and he said in Revelation 19, verse 13, and I don't believe we have read this word before because some is bang on Revelation 3. So Revelation 19, verse 13 says. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. If you listen to the radio show the other day when we spoke about Santa Claus, we spoke about this specific verse that Santa wears red clothes and how the world took that concept from this verse and they placed it on Santa Claus, moving it away from Christ. So the Bible says, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name was called the Word of God of god so who's that jesus christ so it is clear then when john speaks and he says in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god then he says in the beginning was jesus christ and jesus christ was with god and jesus christ was jesus christ was god He is God in fact. So, so if we look at Genesis chapter 1, remember John speaks here about the beginning. So, where do we see the beginning? Genesis 1, verse 1. The Bible says, In the beginning, who God created the heaven and earth, and he was in the beginning with god so jesus christ was with god in the beginning when god created the heavens and the earth the bible also says in genesis 1 verse 26 listen to this and god said let who us so who was us jesus was in the beginning with God let us make who men in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over the creeping thing that creeps upon the earth you see all things therefore John declares that all things that were made without him nothing was made so through him everything was made in other words Everything was created through Jesus Christ, who was with God in the beginning. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then John goes further and he says, In Him, who? Jesus Christ. In Him was life, and the life was the The light of men. And then he says in verse 5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So the expression of life in Jesus Christ here in this specific text when John says in him was life, that expression of life there is not a natural expression. So it is not a matter of you being born or you having life or you breathing. But the expression in that specific text is an expression of eternal life. So it is life beyond this domain. So it is an eternal life. Hence, John says, this life was the what? The light of men. And therefore God says, He gave his only begotten son. He was born. He gave his only begotten son that we may not perish, but have what? Everlasting life that we may have everlasting life And therefore when john speaks about jesus in john chapter 14 The bible declares jesus said to his disciples I am the way the truth and the life so it has to do with eternal life he is also the light of the world john did not only declare that he is the way the truth and the life because this expression notes that jesus is the god who gives eternal life because he is the light of remember what jesus said I am the light of the world when he was dealing with those religious leaders who wanted to stone the woman who was caught in the act of adultery and Jesus said while she was in darkness he declared after setting her free I am the light of the world hence John says here in the text in him was life and the life was the light of men." And then he says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not comprehended, the darkness has not overcome it. You see, since man loves darkness more than light, and it happens because when man is born, the declares in Psalm 51, In sin, my mother. Conceive me. In sin my mother conceived me. And therefore it's important that we become born again through the light. Because Jesus Christ is the light of the world. So John speaks uh, and he says that Jesus is the light of the world. And since man loves darkness more than light it is important that we understand that we can now love light more than darkness through Christ Jesus because he is the light of the world so John states this light shines in the darkness and the same darkness could not Overcome it. It could not comprehend it. So the light who is jesus christ will always be stronger than the Darkness because the darkness and therefore remember what jesus said in matthew chapter 16. He said upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall never prevail against my church Because he is the light and the darkness could not comprehend the light. It has no power over Jesus Christ who is the light and therefore Jesus becomes our beacon of hope. Since we are born into darkness Jesus becomes our beacon of hope because he is the light in the darkness and since since God spoke to the serpent remember with the fall of man in genesis chapter 3 adam and eve when they disobeyed a direct instruction from god which resulted in what they call the fall of men and therefore man is born into sin that david spoke about so so with the fall of men remember what god said to the serpent the devil he said to him you will bruise the heel of this woman eve's seed but The seed will crush your head. So in other words, Jesus will be the light in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. So even though the enemy wanted to stop the plan of God in Genesis chapter 3 in the garden, God says what you have done here, I will still declare that it will be a beacon of hope. Jesus will come and he will be the light of hope the world and therefore we have hope so even when the enemy tried to destroy the purpose of men God still gave hope and hope remained and therefore the Jews looked forward to the coming of the Messiah because that was the beacon of hope Some of them did not receive him, which I'm going to speak about it now. Some of them did not receive him, but it doesn't change the fact that he is the beacon of hope. He is the light of the world. And then John continues and he says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. So he doesn't refer to himself. He speaks about John the Baptist. He speaks about John the Baptist. He says John the Baptist came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. So remember the prophecy and we spoke about this a lot in our Holy Spirit series. Remember the prophecy came to, it came through the angel to John's father who was called Zacharias. And the angel said that Elizabeth will also bear a son who will be called John. And John will do what? John will prepare the way for the light of the world. So John is the the voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord who is to come. So at the end of the day, John says here, John the Baptist was the one who prepared the way for the hope that will come for us. So when Jesus came, John understood his purpose. At first, John said, I cannot baptize you. You need to to baptize me. Because John understood that this man, I am not the light, but you are the light. But Jesus said it must be so that you baptize me So at the end of the day, it's important that we understand John the Baptist understood his purpose John the Baptist understood his purpose He knew that he was not the light of the world But he was the one preparing the way for the light of the world who would come so it is important that we understand our purpose ourselves. Can someone just help me there? Uh, It is important that we understand that John prepared the way but John understood his purpose. In fact, John, John wasn't afraid to understand his purpose. At one point the disciples of John had a discourse with with the Jews and while they were speaking and this was based on the works that Jesus was doing at the time in the ministry and while they had this conversation they came to John and they spoke to John about the works that Jesus is doing and John said to them I must decrease so that he may increase which brings me to the point Stop wasting your time with things that has nothing to do with your purpose. Find your God-given purpose. you, You see, when John was born, God already knew he had to prepare the way for the one who would come and save us from our sins. So therefore, it is important that you discover who you really are in Christ. That you may discover your true purpose And know why you were born Because I guarantee you There is a way that you need to prepare For others out there To find the Christ So Jesus was not Born only to dwell Around us But he was born For a specific purpose as well John was also not born to dwell around us, but he was born for a specific purpose. Then in John 1 verse 8, the word declares, John the the Apostle now speaks and he says, John the Baptist was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. He came to bear witness about the light. So, so john the baptist was not the light of man but his purpose was to bear witness of the light of the world and therefore i pray that we ourselves discover our purpose that we may become witnesses of the light of the world and then in john 1 verse 9 he goes on and he says the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. So, so Christ is the true light, and He gave and He gave hope to everyone that was and that will still be born into this world. Even your children, Christ is the hope because He's the true light. And therefore, since the day of your birth. Your only hope was Jesus. Since the day of your birth, because remember what I said, we are born into depravity, into sin. And therefore, since birth, since we came into this world, Jesus Christ became our hope. And you see, along the way, Our perceptions may have been influenced by the systems and the belief systems of the world. But it doesn't change the fact that your hope is Christ. Because along the way, the world shapes our worldview. And they tell us who we really are. And they tell us what we should really do. But at the end of the day, your worldview should be that of the light, Jesus Christ. Then John continues, he says, He was in the world and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. So, so, John does not speak here of the incarnation of Jesus, the birth of Jesus. He speaks about the fact that Jesus has always been in our midst because he created the world and everything that was created was created through him so because he is omnipresent he has always been in our midst and despite this the world still didn't know him or had no relationship with him as their god and therefore when we read in the old testament we will see a lot of rebellious cities and nations who stood up a lot of people who just decided that baal is my god dagon is my god and and this is all we know ra and all those egypt egyptian gods these people did not know him but we are different we have the chance to know him then john says he came to his own and his own people did not receive him he made himself known to his own people but they did not receive him and this is one of the worst things we can do in our lives when christ makes himself known to us we refuse to receive him that is one of the worst decisions we can make in our lives refusing to receive jesus and rejecting him And it's amazing to me that Jesus is the greatest blessing that we can ever receive. But we reject it. And, 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 And God is such a beautiful God. He says, I pour out my rain on the just and the unjust. You see, God blesses us with so many good things. Anyway, because of his nature, he loves us. It's unconditional. It's called unconditional love. There's no condition towards it. And therefore Christ came. But it's amazing how we reject the greatest blessing, who hung on the cross, who was given for us. And then John says in John 1 verse 12, But to all who did, listen to this, all who did, those who did receive Him, who believe in His name, He gave the right to become children of god who were born not of the blood not of blood human blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of men but of god you see those who receive him believing in his name they become children of god there is no other way to accept christ there is no other way you, you see you need to believe in him your relationship with him needs to become a reality in fact there is no other way to god the world says there are different ways to god and they call that the doctrine of inclusion they say there are many ways whether you go through buddhism whether you go through Confucianism, whether you go through islam and all those ways they say it is all those roads leads to God but there's no such thing yes. because unless we accept Christ we cannot become children of God we cannot become sons and daughters of God because the word clearly declares that he is the way the truth and the life then after that what did he say no one goes to the father except through me mm-hmm. nothing was made that was made because everything that was made, was made through Him. Amen. And therefore, the beautiful thing is when you become a child through Him, everything becomes possible. Amen. Because your Father is now the creator of heaven and earth, which should increase our faith. Our faith needs to increase, because our mindsets has been conditioned. God is a Father who sits with a stick, Say, hey, hey, you You see, it is important that we understand that since God becomes my father through Christ Jesus, all things become possible. Amen. Therefore, Jesus, when he looked at them, he said, with the rich man who said, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Remember, it's the way, the truth, and the life. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Christ said, go and take everything that you have and sell it. You see, to Jesus, it was not about what he had, but he wanted to check the condition of his heart. Was he really willing to follow him and to leave those behind that's keeping him from his purpose? So when that had happened, the Bible says he turned back. And he went away sorrowful because he was not willing to leave behind and to follow the Christ. But the most beautiful thing was not the fact really that Jesus said it will be as difficult for rich men to enter the kingdom of God as it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. It was not really about that. It was about the fact that the apostles looked at him and they asked him afterwards, then who can be saved? Because that sounds difficult. Then it means no one can be saved. Because I'm like material things. (laughs) then it means no one can be saved but he looked at them and then he answered with men this is impossible but with God what all things are possible you see when he becomes your father and you follow him and you do not turn away like the rich all things become possible and therefore a person like Job when he lost everything he received double because he was willing to follow him no matter what Amen. And then John, in verse 14, and and we are going to the end now. John, in verse 14 of John chapter, chapter 1, He says, and the Word, Jesus Christ became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh. So now the angel comes to Mary and he says, Behold, you will bear a son. So the word became flesh. Remember what I said in the beginning is God and he was not from this world, but he was always omnipresent and he was always in our midst. But now he came in the flesh, being incarnated in the flesh. So he says the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. But not only that, he, he love as 100% man, human being, on this earth and therefore it is important. When John spoke in this chapter, he first started by introducing us to the divinity of Christ, that he is 100% God. And now he says the word became flesh. In other words, he's 100% man. Therefore, at one stage, when Christ cursed the fig tree, people are trying to look too deep into it, he was hungry. Because he was 100% human being. So he dwelt among us. And therefore it is important. The Bible says in Hebrews law. That he was tempted at one point just as we are. And yet he was without sin. And, and, and that gives us a clear indication. That Jesus was man. Because the enemy what what did the enemy tempt him with while he was fasting? He tempted him with bread, because bread is something for the physical body, not for the spiritual body. But the beautiful thing is, listen to what he says. He came through Mary. He came through Mary. And, but then John says, And we have seen His what? His glory. Glory as the who? Only son from the Father. 100% God, 100% man. Full of what? Grace and truth. I am the way, the truth and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. So the purpose why He came was that we may become children of God, going through Him to the Father. And because his nature is that of love and kindness, the Bible says he is full of grace and truth. And because he is full of grace and he was given that we may have eternal life, we ourselves become recipients of that grace. And grace is such a beautiful thing it is not given that we may take advantage of it but it is given that we may experience a blessing or joy and I'm concluding with verse 15 and verse 16 then the Bible says John bore witness about him and cried out this is now John the Baptist this was he of whom I said he who comes after me ranks before me remember what we said john said i must decrease so that he may increase so he ranks before me because he was before me he has always been there and then the apostle john says in verse 16 for from his what fullness we have all received grace upon grace and what is that grace and grace is written in John 16, John 3 16 and 17 For God so loved the world that He gave, came through Mary, His only begotten Son that whosoever may believeth in Him may not perish but have eternal life and then He goes further He says I have not come into the world to condemn the world but I have come that you may have everlasting life Amen. See, the purpose of His birth is to understand that not only was He incarnated in the flesh as God, but He came to redeem us and to reconcile us back unto Himself. So He came that we may become children of God. Take this home (laughs) and reflect on it. And realize why he has come in the first place. It's not come that we may become wasted, it's not come that we may die in sin, he has come that we may have everlasting life. In fact, let me tell you something: everlasting life does not start in the afterlife, it starts here. Because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, though they die, yet shall they. in fact he said they will never die. die so when we receive him here our journey already starts